0: Hey, Pulp fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, follow Mathis' Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. water's clear and my ear's underwater. You will either learn something. A lot of people don't know you are thinking okay. or make you say to yourself,
1: Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is
0: this podcast serves as archival
1: documentation
0: of this interview. Welcome to the BTO Sports.com podcast show. Brought to you by Racer X, hosted by Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Show. This would be the Salt Lake City Supercross Wrap-Up. And as usual, I'm Steve Mathis. I'm running the boards, controlling their things. And with me as my guests are uh, David Pingree. Yeah. And Jason Wygant.
2: Man, I hope you folks uh, enjoyed last week's show. It was truly, it was probably our best work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought the so too. Weekend show. I yeah. Hope you guys
2: get to listen to that.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I thought about maybe we so could just funny. We could do one where we just talked about our Easter holiday, but then yeah, didn't quite work out. <laughs> uh Salt Lake City came and went and uh first we had 5, and then we had 4, and now we have 3 how huh, am I get?
2: No, I say uh now we have 1. That's yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it's Vegas. Anything goes. Ryan Villapoto has a nine point lead going into the last race. And perhaps I remind you about Jacksonville, where he did not qualify.
2: Of course, anything's possible. But I think all you had to do is look at Dungey and Reed in the podium and tell me if they thought, all right, this is good. <laughs> all right. Right. I mean, really? <clears throat> of course, anything can happen. But at this point, that, that championship was laid out for whichever one of those four guys could get it. Mm-hmm. In Salt Lake City, and one guy got it, and I don't think that's lost on the, any of them.
1: The other two, uh, a clutch ride by Villapoto Hoping. Huh, like just just what he needed.
3: Yeah, you know, it's just the last four, five, six rounds. Just I, he didn't seem the same to me. He just seemed sort mm-hmm. of he didn't have that fire and that aggression. You know, like, one of the things about watching Ryan ride when he's on is like his corner speed is just unreal. He's on the gas so early in the turn. You know, he'll mm-hmm. come in and, like, get a little skid as he enters. And then before he even gets to the apex, he's on the throttle and accelerating around the turn and through it. And it's – when he's on, it's amazing. And he hasn't really had it, but at Salt Lake, it was like, you know, vintage Ryan. He was, right. he was on the gas, just aggressive. I mean, when you pass Reed through the whoops, you're doing something right. Yeah. Reed, Reed is the man in
1: the woods. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Oh, he wrote awesome. Yeah. I got a theory on that, and I'm stealing from my observations column, um, which you'll be reading on Wednesday on Racer X. But my theory is ping, and you can tell me, maybe I'm crazy, but you know, he's good at outdoors. And by, you know, the team went outdoor testing. He got away from supercross, and he was hauling ass outdoors. I mean, uh, I was getting texts from his mechanic. And then also uh, one of the KTM riders told me that he was uh, feeling really good, and Ryan, it was six seconds faster. Um, so do you think he just got away from it, rode outdoors, had fun, tore it up, and just got confidence back, got a week off, got, a, got to breathe and relax? Is that you think that's correct? I, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. You know, We talked about this last time, is if you were in this hunt, would you, would you stay right. with
3: Supercross, or right. would you go out to, you know, what would you want to do? A lot of times um you know it's it's it is good to go get some outdoors and break it up a little bit because when you just get to ride in supercross a lot your corner speed will will drop off you know everything is so tight um you, you sort of you sort of lose that sense of how fast you can really go through a corner right so you get back on an outdoor track and you are you know flying through through turns so Maybe that's what he did. Maybe that did help him. Whatever it was, it was obvious. You know, you watched him, and it was like, wow, he is, like, getting after it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it, Weege, that uh, uh, he was a different guy this weekend, right? He was not the Ryanville portal we've been seeing, and he admitted as much after the race.
2: Yeah, I was impressed with that because all these guys always want to put on this steely demeanor, you know. right. They're never worried about pressure. That never happens. You guys don't know what's going on.
1: I'm the Terminator. Uh, yeah, I feel nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: even to the point where you could have a guy, you know, as we said before, he could be walking around with a cast on his leg, and he would tell you that he's fine. Right. Um, so he actually did admit that the, the Jacksonville night just kind of, you know, it, it just kind of messed him up, so to speak. I mean, I, he w- it's not like he forgot how to ride, mm-hmm. but he just said it was kind of just rebuilding yourself in a way. Uh, so he admitted that his last couple weeks weren't right. Um, but I was impressed, after Seattle, when you talked to him, uh, he said he wanted to win one more race, right? mm mm-hmm. He didn't say anything about backing into the title and no. getting yeah. podiums and points, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so I was impressed. And I think that's this all goes back to the strength that we said that he had right from the beginning of the season. The guy doesn't get too caught up in any of this mental stuff, uh, which really comes in handy at a time like this.
1: Yeah, we did, we did talk about that at the beginning of the year. We all felt like there's nothing going on upstairs in his head too much, you know? Um well, Dungy did outdoor riding, Reed stuck to Pier Supercross, Bill Poto went outdoor riding, and James Stewart went to the Bahamas. So, everybody kind of took a different approach to the off weekend. Uh, Stewie, do you think Wygant RV was going to catch Stewart?
2: Uh, I think he was going to give him a run. Uh, I do too. Uh, I, I think know, I it was legit. It He said yeah. that wasn't really necessarily the goal, but if he had a chance, he would have Right. Taking it, but the the first thing was to finish in front of Reed for points. Yeah, but I think this was another one of those races where Stewart just wasn't going to yard these guys like he has in the past. Yeah, it was I mean in uh, Seattle it was ridiculous. So three, f- three, four laps, gigantic lead.
1: So ping. But, so ping. Enough about you again. So ping. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, did that off weekend just just just? I mean, if if Salt Lake takes place after St. Louis or after Seattle. Does Stewart kill it? I mean, does it? did that off weekend kill any momentum that the seven had, do you think?
3: No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. he, he, was, he was getting the job done. He got the whole shot. He was out front. Right. Maybe he didn't check out, but he, he had a little cushion. It wasn't like those guys were all over him. And, uh, you know, he did what we I've seen at least two or three times this year. I've seen him do, come into a turn, get – Get right to the center of it where he's starting to really pivot, and the front end just pushes.
1: Yeah,
3: you now I don't know. If he 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 just rides so aggressive and so, you know, he relies on that front wheel mm-hmm. to do what he wants it to do. And and whether that's you know he runs a stiff fork setup, I know, and he, you know, maybe you know you could say tires. You get who knows what it is. Mm-hmm. I've seen that same thing happen to him a handful of times, and. You know, this year and last year, you, you just, in the year, you know, you, you put a crash reel of all of Stewart's crashes together. He's either doing a front flip or <laughs> pushing the front wheel and going down just like that. Where was it he was leading and he did that this year? Uh, L.A. In a right hander. LA. L.A. L.A. Yeah. L.A. You know, I mean, it's, well, that's, I think he just rides on the front end really like forward, and, forward and aggressive. And when the front end doesn't stick, Phoenix it doesn't too. leave him any room to, to catch himself.
1: Phoenix 2 in the heat. What was that one again?
2: How impressive was it that he had the two crashes that he had all year in one section? About, <laughs> separated by about three seconds.
1: In 40 feet, he covered both the pigs' crashes. <laughs>
2: but it is. That's exactly. He's crashed two different ways a bunch of times this year, and he managed to do them both right. in 40 feet. How the, is that
1: possible? The second one was weird because, you know, someone was like, oh, yeah, he just tried to get up and just uh, go the same. I don't think he tried to blitz. I mean, he, he was going medium speed, you know. I, the second one was weird. I don't know, because he wasn't going in a different place than anybody else.
3: It, it looked to me because there was a lapper right there, and uh-huh. it looked to me like he was trying to make him to be ahead of him in that next turn, yeah, so that he didn't have to, you know, switch up or, or be him, held right. up by him, All right? And he, you know, he wheel tapped one, and then when he sat down and went to jump again, it just bucked him.
1: And yeah. Well,
3: uh, he got lucky on that because when he flipped, I and mean, he just got his head under, you know. Yeah, that's true. He's done. A, he's done a couple times. He's done a couple of those where he just like straight over the book.
1: Um. Uh. So. So. Weege, there There's no way. This, so. I mean, they're barring. I don't know. Stewart's not going to win this title. I mean, it's uh, it's got a, He's not mathematically out of it, but he's out of it. Um. So this is a is this is a complete disaster for him, right?
2: It's pretty bad, man. It's because here's bad. here's I, I mean. Um, it was one thing a few years ago, he was the young guy in the class, and he was going against a well-established Carmichael and you know, didn't miss any races, was healthy enough to get to all the races all year, and, and didn't come up with the AMA title. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But at this point, um, as my, many doubts as there, are, as there are made about Stewart going into the season, <clears throat> I really don't think that a lot of people would have thought at the beginning of the year, hey, Stewart's going to make every race. Mm-hmm. Not gonna crash not going to break his race. He's not going to crash out of the series. But he's not going to win the title. I, as many people were doubting him, I think that's a bit of a surprising scenario. His standards and most standards around him don't allow for this. Mm-hmm. It's bad.
1: It's yeah. Bad. Um, and I, we had Reed on the Paul Pomek show last night, um, presented by BTO Sports. Sorry. And uh, Reed was saying, I mean, I basically laid it out there. I'm like, hey, you know, it's not looking good for the title, but. You know, you've had a successful year. This has been a good year. And he agreed. He said, yeah, you know what, I've changed my mindset a little bit. I want to win. But uh, with everything that's been going on, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've had a good year. It's been successful. And and, and, I, and I think that's true. Reed's, Reed's had a good year. Stewart's going to finish, you know, almost right behind him. And Stewart's had a crappy year. <laughs> so it's just funny how the standards are. Uh, would you guys agree?
3: You yeah, sense, I think I think Stewart's crashed himself out of this title. I mean, he's always had that uh, propensity to the yard sale, but it's cost him big this year. And and that, like he said after the interview, that or after the race, that that second one was the championship going bye bye. Yeah. And if you you know you, you could do this with any one of those guys, um you know potentially even Canard. Like, if only this hadn't happened, I could have won. Yeah. You could say that we could make a case for each one of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's only reason. Time to prepare and come in a little better. He could have won if only Stewart hadn't, you know, had eight or five other big crashes. You know, if RV hadn't done, you know, didn't have Orlando, he'd be checked out. You know, and DNS,
1: Orlando or whatever Jacksonville. Dude, you're you're reaching back to when you raced. Um, (laughs) I'm just thinking some sweaty stadium. (laughs) Well, that Uh,
2: that
3: uh, does
1: uh, cover it. You're a good one (laughs) on that. Uh, What were you gonna say, Weege? About Reed?
2: Oh, uh, well, you had alluded to that a couple weeks ago, where you said, "Yeah, if Dunju wins the title by winning one race, it looks kind of lame, and <laughs> yeah. if Reed wins it by winning one race, it looks, you know, heroic." It is strange. I know that people probably hear this and just think it's because we're biased and we hate one guy and like the other. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like the standards are different. At the beginning of the season, when Reed got a single podium, everyone was like, "Good
1: for him." Yeah. Good to um, see. Yeah.
2: Stewart was expected. I think Stewart's just still expected to win a whole bunch of races and dominate, <clears> and, and <throat> anything short of that, it just doesn't seem right. And it's not, I don't think it's just bias from our end. I think he expects that himself. You know, I don't think he would be, if, <laughs> let's say Reed loses the title by six points. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If Stewart was in the exact same scenario, I don't think he would say, yeah, I think that's a successful year. Right. Like Reed,
1: yeah. um, any doubt in your mind, Weege, that RV wins this thing? Uh, wins a title next weekend. I mean, do you see any reason at all that he gets a fifth and, and, and Reed wins? No, really. Okay. I mean, sure, I mean, we happened. 1992, so. L.A. Coliseum, That's not. Yeah, let's... but
2: I don't think that's and, – and I will say this. In 92, no one figured Bradshaw was going to lock up because he did just what RV did in the next-to-last race. Hmm. He came through, he passed the dudes he needed to pass. I mean, he passed Stanton and left him at the next-to-last race. <laughs> Uh, right. just kind of like R.V. did here. I mean, he worked his way through and won it and put his stamp on it. So I know there didn't seem to be any cracks in Bradshaw heading into the finale back then either. Right. Um, but I don't think that's Villapoto's uh, style. I mean, he's performed under pressure as recently as three days ago. Right. Um, I think it will be okay. If if the guy's wheel breaks or something like that, I mean, come on. How could we possibly predict that?
1: Yeah, no, of course. And what about you, Ping? I mean, you're, you're... – you're all, yeah. all full steam ahead I, here.
3: Yep. I think if you if you're betting against Ryan in Vegas,
1: no, I, I don't even
3: mean the you, odds. You don't are, have a no. I don't. You don't care about your money.
1: I don't. No, I don't mean. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying the odds aren't in his favor. We all, but let's say let's say it's ninety. Is it any less than ninety-nine percent sure that he's going to? I mean, is there anything to you to just be like, well, "Oh, Reid's good
3: on hard pack." It wouldn't shock me if Reid goes out and wins. Okay. The race. Yep.
1: And so Ron, how many times run. has Ryan
3: finished out of the top five this year?
1: Yeah, he, he only when he's not qualified. No, wait, no, he got a seventh in Toronto, but he got taken out. San
3: and, Diego, yeah. what was he in San Diego?
1: Eighth from dead last.
3: Okay, so so it's happened a few times. It, so you know there is definitely
1: yeah.
3: a a distinct possibility, but yeah,
1: I, yeah, I'm just I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but let's just you know.
3: Well, it could happen. It, it definitely. Yeah. It's a little bit of a bummer for people yeah. who already bought tickets, though, because. It would have been cool to see it, you know, have a, a little more significance. Right. Yeah. Going make into the- those guys really have to perform like the West lights class will be good. You know, that's going to be a good race.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll cover that in here in a little bit. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to harp on this, but I'm going to harp on it. Dungy wasn't fast enough. Again. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I feel this race. The Salt Lake City race summed up the whole season. So do, for all so do the I. Laps, I was thinking the same.
1: I was thinking the same thing. We each. <clears throat> let's, yeah. let's go through it. Break it down.
2: Yeah. Every everything that was the strengths and weaknesses of all four guys happened in those 20 laps. Reed has been gritty and tough and crafty all season, but I don't. But he hasn't. Doesn't quite have the burst. I feel like say of Villapoto and Stewart, and he ends up just couldn't quite. Make it happen with Villapoto. He just couldn't quite get around Kennard a couple of times and, you know, it was taking seconds when a 22 year old Chad Reed made him able to blow by those guys. So, awesome effort, gritty ride, used his smarts, but just came up a tiny bit short in the race and maybe in the series. And Dungey, solid, consistent, podiums, but didn't quite have the speed in the race and probably for the whole series. And Stewart had it in his hands, had the lead had the speed, washed out, and went over the bars and the whoops, like in the series and in the race. And Poto ignored all that junk, just doesn't worry about anything except going as fast as he possibly can, and maybe we'll win the series and maybe wins the race. It's amazing how that race was so similar to the whole year, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I was thinking to say, did you put that in your Redux column?
2: Yeah, and I had to make sure I got that written before we did this podcast, because otherwise you'll take credit for all my ideas. Damn it. You, you almost—you had a teamwork. Stuart rap song right there.
3: Had the lead, had the speed, had the need for an EMT, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Auto
1: to it. Really good. Yeah, we could, we could, we could figure that out, pig. If you want to, put, anyway, lay it, if you want to lay it down.
3: Well, we're just sending me these little raps on YouTube that I can't get out of my head all day. It's
1: amazing.
3: It's kind of hard, you know. On kind the track, it's kind of tough, you <laughs> know. Whatever. There.
1: No, it's uh, on the track. On the uh, on the track, what was uh, it? the track? <laughs> on and off the track. On and off the track. I've been
3: playing that
1: thing all day. Hey, now I actually, <laughs> I actually looked at the, I looked at the price of an auto tune maybe six months ago. To do that? Yeah, to just to do have an auto tune for the show or whatever. I just oh. think they're so awesome. But dude, it was like, I was like eight hundred dollars or something for a cheap end for a low end one. How cool would that the be to...
2: technology for that couldn't be more they could have an app on your iPhone for ninety nine cents. what technology could there really be? I know right
1: with well, auto tune well there's a there's a Howard Stern bit where a guy orders a pizza and he's singing into the auto tune It's really funny, <laughs> so um <laughs> I thought we could use that for many things um, but uh, uh yeah, I mean Dungy just uh you know he, he he didn't have it he doesn't have it this year he's fast he's certainly a great rider uh. But at the end of the at the end of the series, uh, you know, Stewart's going to beat him more than Dungy beat Stewart, and Reed's going to beat Dungy more than Dungy's beaten Reed, and those were the two guys that were out last year, and everybody said, but but but, and they might have a point. You know, why can't you told me last year that 2011 is going to be the year that we're going to see what Dungy is really made of or really got, and I I mean not that he's failed it because he's certainly. Been consistently on the podium and all this, but he just, yeah, he just hasn't had it. Uh,
3: I think I think you're not giving him enough credit. Um, okay. And I, I know I know we could, what if and but this thing, but something completely out of his control took 15, 18 points away from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could say, oh, well, he ran into somebody. Either way you slice it, he was in title contention until up until the last round. I
1: mean, but he doesn't have the look. Look, you know the whole thing about like, I don't know.
3: But points are points, bro. At the okay. end of the year, he was in
1: it. Here's a, here's the saying. Um, what is the saying? Uh, oh, excellent. <laughs> that's not is that the, no. Is that the saying? What is the saying? Is not the saying. Um, but what is what really is the saying? Is I don't know what makes a blank, but I know it when I see it isn't that the isn't that a saying about something? Uh
2: pornography, I believe.
1: You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's pornography. It is. It's in it's in Larry Flint movie. You're right. That's what yes. it is. Pornography. Yes. So I I I don't know what pornography is, but I know it when I see it. I don't know what a supercross champion is, but I know it when I see it. I've been to every race this year but St. Louis and he hasn't had it. Ping. So, I I I I know I'm going to, you know, everybody thinks I already don't like the I got nothing against the dude. Nothing at all, but I just he he doesn't have it. I get paid to talk about the races, and that's what I see. He's certainly fast, though. You know, Bob? I'll say
2: that in any other sport, right? They analyze and criticize dudes uh, to death, and they define entire guys' careers, seasons, whatever, on like what they do and like the final drive of one playoff football game, like thirty-eight seconds of his life. Right. And you know, same thing in any of the. Now that you watch, what's what's that sport you watch? Hockey. Yes, hockey. They have playoffs? Yeah. Okay, I'm sure that, like, they talk about one play by one guy in one game seven of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, or goal, is... goalies get judged by that. They'll have a terrific season or career, but if they happen to not be on a team that, you know, sucks balls in the playoffs, and everybody goes, oh, he's not a winner. He's not a winner, you know?
2: So I'm just – I'm defending what you're saying here, which is uh, in – in Salt Lake, it was on the line for all these guys. And Villapoto started fourth, got past Brayton, got past Reed, rode past Stewart, and won it. And Dungy, you know, finished where he started. And Reed, you know, and Reed that caught Villapoto. Reed, Reed got a
1: second win and almost caught Villapoto. you know?
2: <sighs> yeah, I'm just saying that that's right. the way you'd be treated in any other sport. They would say, hey, yeah, his stats were good all season, but in Game 7, when he was all on the line he yes. didn't put in the clutch performance, so yeah, thank you I don't know thank you. It's, it's not a personal cut on Dungey I guess it's just the way it is
1: thank you suck it pig <laughs> uh,
3: I mean I'm not uh, you definitely have a point it doesn't seem like he's had the speed or the time or just a you know mentality that okay i'm I'm going to the front no matter what yeah, he's always smooth he's calculated and i, I I I respect that. I think that's going to make him – that's going to bring him a long career. Right. Because he's going to stay healthy, where other guys are going to crash, and, you know, wins are going to come. He's going to continue to make points, good points every weekend, which is going to bring him championships.
2: Right. Um,
3: You know, I I think, man, if you're drawing a parallel to just Stanton on anybody, it's it's him. He's a hardworking guy, maybe not quite as – I don't know. I, I don't know if you'd say he's not as gritty. I, I think.
1: Looking I back know. on, stat- uh, I just
3: I just think he's got a, an approach that's. Well, um, no one's... I'm going to ride the best I can ride. I'm not going to get emotional about it, like and let the, you know let that affect me on the track.
1: We give it up to my team.
3: Well, podium speeches aside, I'm, don't even get me started. But he's <laughs> riding. I, yeah. I, just, I think it's. Good. I think you know he definitely did lack a little bit of the fire that those other guys had. When it came down to it, you're right. But mm. um, maybe he learns from this, and when it when it counts down the road, maybe he changes that. I don't know. If mm-hmm. he'll learn, you know, right. take something away and
2: apply it outdoors.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: One, one thing you can defend him with, where you said he can learn from this, is you know he didn't he didn't ask for those guys to get hurt last year. You know, he just did his best and he won the title. It wasn't like Dungy held up the number one plate at the end of the year last year and said, "I'm the effing man." <laughs> you know, he just yeah. He won the title. So it goes Ooh, into this titles. year. It titles, yeah, you're right. So it goes into this year, you know, he didn't claim that he was better than those guys. He was just champ. And ordinarily this would be his second year in the class. It would be, wow, what a great performance. He stuck right there with Reed and Stewart and you know, who were established guys. It would be a great season in itself. But unfortunately for him, he won the title last year, so it looks like a step back. Um let's say Stewart and Reed did race last year and did beat him last year. This year would look awesome. But that didn't happen. So it's like we've forgotten that he's only, whatever, twenty one. It's his second year in the class. He already has to perform he already has to be the best rider in the yeah, sport the bar before is, his season is yeah,
1: failure. The bar is set. That's, yeah.
2: That's that's really unfortunate for him. You know. <clears throat> hey, know. it's like uh, say Tomac after Hangtown last year. You know? Every other race was like, what the heck happened? Because <laughs> right. he did so well on that first darn race. Otherwise, it would have been a great season.
1: And just an aside here, uh, on Twitter, <clears throat> Sorby just Twittered that he got an old set of his gear from 2004, and it still feet him, F-E-E-T, <laughs> stoked to ride with it. Does anybody think Sorby's gear from 2004 still fits him? That's probably because
2: he was big back then.
1: I don't know. I, I call bullcrap on this Twitter, on this tweet. He rides one oh four pro circuit, he said. Mitch, yeah. Uh. Um. Anyways. Um. Hey. Uh. Talking about other guys, we've covered pretty much uh, the top top guys, and and we all think that you know, barring a a bear attack or something, Villapoto should um should win. Uh. Andrew Short got a fourth. rode good. Uh. Road was was good all day. Not good in the heat, but good in practice all day, and. Um, Got a fourth, Millsaps. Good ride for a fifth. Uh, What do you think of of your guy, JGR's Millsaps, uh, Weege?
2: Yeah, he's uh, starting to turn it around here. He had a lot of issues, apparently, that he's dealing with. Isn't he always? Um, He says that the the kidney issue is a lot bigger than he thought, and he he ended up he was anemic, and he's having to change his diet and his training program. And, of course, I was hanging out with the guys at the shop for about three hours yesterday, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... As far as changing up the program, it's one of those. Ping can probably speak to this. It's one of those things where they're like, "As program hasn't changed as dramatically as he probably makes it seem, but if he thinks in his mind that his program has dramatically changed, sometimes that makes all the difference." Yeah. So, yeah, apparently sp- it has. I mean, he's written well.
1: I spoke to Jeremy Albrecht maybe two hours after you left. So, um,
2: uh, the shop? You were there?
1: No, on the phone. Oh, at the track. Yeah, wherever he was, I don't know.
2: You saw him at the track. You're saying, talk to him.
1: I talked no uh, uh, yesterday.
2: Oh, oh, I, see. I yeah.
1: see. yesterday. Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, your buddy Weed was just here.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, how we do it.
1: Uh, um.
2: But yeah, so he's believing in the program, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't change that much. It's like what is that old thing they'll they'll tell the the days it's under. He just told them there was a special stagger on the car, which made him drive it faster.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I don't remember it's that set of max
2: tires. Right. And then at the end of the race, they said, no, we didn't change anything. We just made you think that it was better.
1: Yeah, so at this point, the JGR guys are like, whatever, dude, whatever helps you, right?
2: Well, Ping, but that's
3: you know, not... You, that's anything not milsap, anything that's in racing can, do, can always right? be... You guys, you guys know anything in racing can be traced back to Days of Thunder. You can use that as an example for <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: Ping, think, that's, a, that's not just Milsaps. That's, you know... Can riders feel the two-pound difference with titanium bolts on their bike? Maybe not. But if they feel like they have the best bike. I mean, no, it's definitely so good. The mix. This sport's
3: very mental. So all that witchcraft all right. comes into play.
1: Uh, so what do you think of Weimer's uh, comeback, um, uh, Ping, seventh place? He got two guys on the last lap, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was pretty
3: good. You know, first yeah. race back. But. He beat a lot of guys who've been racing all year, you know, mm-hmm. who – Um, You probably, you know, you'd think, wow, that's good.
1: Yeah. He beat Nick Way, for example. He beat uh, Justin Brayton. Um, Close. Close. Yep. He's been solid. So,
3: yeah, I think good. That's kind of where I expect he would be inside the top ten behind that lead pack. Right, right. I think it's a good idea what he's doing, like you mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, getting a couple races for his belt now so that when he comes outdoor time. Yeah. It's not completely starting over.
1: No? Well, like Weege said too. We'll, well, if he if he came back right at Hangtown, it would be like, oh, I'm just just getting back into it, guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like, all right, good. Yeah, got it. Uh, what do you think, Weege? Uh Weimer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it was good. I, I don't know if we have any idea where he's supposed to be, so how, it's really hard to judge, right? Right. Um, but. I think it was actually pretty close, even, say, Wyndham. Um, there were a bunch of guys battling right around there. Hahn and Weimer and Wyndham were all pretty close. So that's, that's pretty good. I mean, Wyndham, obviously, is no slouch. No. Um, and he's been riding all year, where Weimer hasn't. So, no, I think it was all right.
1: Yeah, I, I think Wyndham was waiting for the weather to turn so he could do a repeat of last year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, 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 he looked like he rode kind of by himself for the most part. Wyndham did.
2: Wasn't yeah certainly wasn't in the hunt like he was uh, in Seattle. No, that, I guess that's always the Wyndham. Yeah. Where, where, as Ping said earlier in the year, he's an opportunist for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you? Uh, what did you think we each, with your arena cross guys Tyler Bowers and Cole were, Seeler? Were you were you very excited to see them in there?
2: Yes, that LCQ was awesome. It was in a, <laughs> practically an arena cross main event.
1: <laughs> what about the two guys fighting in the LCQ?
2: Yeah, that was that was the most exciting moment of the night. Thanks that was for going nuts.
1: For awesome that. ping. I don't think they showed it on TV. Um, I uh, looked for it. Robert Fitch, <sighs> Tony Gallo. Tony Gallo. I mean, these guys were 13th and 14th in the LCQ, and I don't know what happened because I just saw them with the bikes on the ground. But full <laughs> swings, full swings yeah. at each other like Tyson Holyfield. Uh, it was awesome. Lights light LCQ? No, 450s. Oh, wait, was it 450s, Weej?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, it was 450. Yeah, yeah, right get... on the, I mean, punches thrown on the track. How, uh, that hardly ever happens. Yeah. Like, you're re- like, not, you know, headed back up the tunnel. Mm. On
3: yeah. the track.
1: On the track, swinging. Like, just haymakers. Yeah, yeah.
3: Occasionally, there'll be good fights like that. Like, uh, there was one at L.A. with Brandis and Rusty Holland, I think. You remember yeah. that one? Yeah, I, I wasn't like there, 90, but, I, yeah. 98 or 99, 97.
1: No, it was before my time.
3: They were kicking each other. Brandis kicked him in the head. I think Rusty Holland took him out. Brandis... Stepped on top of his bike and took a full like NFL punter kick at his head. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I wonder what happened. I wonder if what Gallagher did to them if he did anything at all. Not, he was running over there and they kind of stopped before he got there. But yeah, I wonder if I wonder if they got fined or anything.
3: Oh, I'm sure they got something. You know, yeah. just they get mad when you do that.
1: <laughs> they get mad when you when they you get fight on the either. track. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, and with that, let's, uh, let's take our commercial break here to uh, promote our sponsors so everybody can uh, buy everything from uh, BTOsports.com. Uh, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. It's
0: that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for 309 dollars 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for 32 dollars 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. And we're back.
1: Uh, uh, Lights class. Ping, you, you called it. Sort of. You you said Tomac was your guy weeks ago, and he just—it's coming down to Vegas. It's two points. Whoever beats whomever, if they tie, Tomac gets it. Uh, Tomac looks like good. The 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 role is is on for Eli Tomac, huh? Yeah,
3: he's you know he's kind of been under the under the radar, and I think that's good for him. And you know, when, from the first couple rounds, everyone counting you know, he's going to have a, a rookie season, you know, not really right. be in the hunt. And he just picked it up and picked it up. And then it was like, you know, however many podiums in a row, now a couple wins. It's like he's, yeah. he's building. And, boys, if you're going to lay money down as in Vegas.
1: Yeah. You'd think this you'd
3: is you have to go with Eli just because of the momentum he's got. Now, yeah. I, I definitely, that doesn't take, not taking anything away from Brock. I'm not saying he can't, but it's just he's going to have to really step up to stop you by right
1: now. Right. What do you think, Weege? Uh, Is this Tomac's thing to lose?
2: Yeah, this is one of those weird things uh, where he's not in the points lead, but it feels like he is, right? Like when Tickle getting third, kind of like he did at the race in Seattle, like getting third was okay, but you got that feeling after the race, like, man, I'm sure he wanted more than that. Uh So I had that feeling again after this, but then you're like, oh, wait, he actually is in the points lead. It just doesn't – it doesn't seem that way. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Roxon coming in, hasn't raced Supercross in a couple of months, isn't a factor in the title, and made it happen and finished second and took two absolutely massive points away from him right there. So, yeah, if it's a question of momentum, or even forget about momentum, in the last two races, Tomac has outridden Tickle. He's just yeah. ridden faster than He's him. caught him. So,
1: oh, well, no, he caught him and passed him in Seattle, and then in, in, uh, in Salt Lake he pulled away from him.
2: Right, so I mean, I don't know if that's momentum or just riding better or whatever, but right. um it's, it's on Tomac's side for sure
3: so and, and the one thing you've got to consider too, is Vegas hey, is such a a different animal from any other of the year yeah uh it's it's super, super hard pack and slick, it's dry your your throat on lap three, your throat's just your mouth's totally dry, you feel like you're out in the Sahara running a marathon, and tickles. He excels when it's softer, mm-hmm. ruggy, sticky, tacky. Right. I don't think that's really his kind of terrain. You know, where Eli isn't going to have a problem with it at all. Uh-huh. So, I think play a factor. And and I said I said the last podcast we did, Sealy and Roxon were going to going to play a play a role in points, and
0: mm-hmm.
3: they've almost both did in Salt Lake because Sealy yeah. at one point was all up on tickle.
1: Well, um, yeah, absolutely. And well, you know, in Vegas, if they come out, you know, the heat race is now your main event. If they come out and go, you know, Hanny wins, Roxon gets second, Sealy gets third, which could happen. Let's face it. Uh, then Tickle gets Tomac gets fourth, and Tickle gets fifth. Then Tickle wins. It's only one point gap between those two spots. So certainly, between Hanny, Roxon, and um, Sealy, some weird stuff could happen. No doubt I mean those guy those three guys are uh, are also in the mix, so I mean I don't think it's as clear as going well you know we just favorite theory of well you're going to get first and this guy's going to get second that's not oh, the, I love that yeah, you I love, love that, that. theory um, I, know. I don't think you can say that um you know with those other three guys so
2: it's actually would have to go back to fifth and sixth because that's when you start getting the one point difference if Anywhere is, between first point. and fifth, if Tomac yeah. finishes one position in front of Tickle, if he wins that's three, what, Tickle that's what I
1: said. The second. He Didn't wins, I say uh, that?
2: Point. If they tie, he has two wins and Tickle has one, so he still wins the title. So
1: yeah, that's what I said or I meant.
2: Yeah, um, something like that. I don't even know. That that I, may. You know, let's be honest though. I mean, Tickle does have the points lead. All it. T- <laughs> Typically gets a whole shot and Tomac starts tenth. That could be the whole season right there. So it's definitely not a guarantee for
1: yeah. Tomac, that's for sure. Yeah, no 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 doubt about it. It feels that way, but you're right. It's still gonna be a weird animal. Let's uh one little
2: mistake. I mean, there's no room for error for either one.
1: Let's talk about Haney. Uh let me channel my inner Kenny Watson from last night. <clears throat> you ready? How'd that go? <clears throat> you don't know what he's been through, man. Uh-huh. He knows he's made a mistake. He knows he threw it away. He doesn't need anybody talking about it who, you know, he's the one who has to feel the worst about it. He doesn't need anybody reminding him about it, about throwing it away. He knows what he did. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, incredibly uh, a dumb move, but I guess, Ping, if you if you live by the sword, you die by it. I feel like Haney's kind of ridden like that all year, and he yeah. tried to do it, and, and it didn't work, right?
3: No, that that just summed it up exactly right there because he's – He's gotten away with that a lot this year. He was going to pass Eli on the first half a lap. Like, that was it. He, he just, in his head, was like, I've got to get him right now. And it's worked a lot this year. He's done that to a lot of people. Just, you know, come in hot, made them stand up, and he goes under them. It it failed on him in L.A. when he smashed into Cole and fell over, but he was able to come back to, I think, fourth or fifth. Fifth, yeah. And if he could have done that again last Saturday night, he'd still be – you know, kind of in the points, mm-hmm. but it was like, you know, he came in deep, Eli didn't shut off, and, you know, hit him right in the clutch cover and talked himself over. So, the, the whole boot getting stuck under the bike, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're right, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And uh. in hindsight, I'm sure he's going, dang, why wasn't I just more patient, you know? But... Yeah. You know, you could say maybe eight out of 10 times that's worked for him this year. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
3: coming in just really being assertive and making, making another guy go, whoa, you know, yeah. dang.
1: Interesting that after the race, uh, Tomac said, I knew he was going to do it And because Handy attempted to do it in the previous corners too. And yeah. T- Tomac said he was sort of ready for it, um, just from, you know, probably the Anaheim battle they had where basically Handy came in super hot, almost scared Tomac where he stood it up and, like you said, took off. Um mm-hmm. But uh, uh, just not needed, you know. Talking to Mitch after the race, he was very. Whoa! What was that? Oh, huh.
2: is that that bear that got a hold of Villapoto?
1: Oh my god! I think it was.
2: The championship's over.
1: Oh, pingy there. Yeah. Huh. well, okay. Um, you know when you talk to Mitch afterwards and he doesn't really want to say what he really thinks. I got that sense from Mitch after the race. Um, but uh, uh, what do you think, Weech? Just uh, bad, bad timing.
2: First of all, I want to mention uh, the OGK dub there in his defense of Hanny.
1: Yes. If we
2: are supposed to go by the he knows he made a mistake, we don't need to hear it. We need to go back and erase the beginning of this podcast. Let's not talk about Stewart crashing because he knows it and he doesn't need to hear it. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about Dungey getting third. We needed to win because he knows that. In fact, let's not talk about anything. Let's not discuss anything. Let's
3: well, just say
1: that everybody, everybody knows everything. Let's just say nice things. Well, last night, last I night. we that theory. That's, uh, it is what it is. Well, we're not allowed to discuss it. It's the number one defense of, of people who love Hanny, and there's a lot of guys exactly. who, who love him. But he's exactly. 27 years old on the best team in the pits, and he blew this title.
2: Right. And then to say anything about it, we're Hanny haters. It's not, <laughs> it, it, it's not. It couldn't possibly be that we're just telling you what happened, and are reporting on what we saw with our own two eyes. No, it is co- clearly a conspiracy against Hanny for us to criticize him for this.
1: I know. I, I don't get it. I mean, obviously, Hanny and I have had our differences. Uh, you know, not really. I don't feel like I've anything personal against him. He's blown blown a lot of things, and uh, and that's another thing uh, Watson is saying about like, ah, uh, you know, he's been through so much. And I said, I said a lot of it's self inflicted, dude. You don't know. You don't know. And I'm just like, okay, all right, cool. I don't know. Um, but I mean, the bottom line is—is is, yeah, he had the title; it was in his hands. He crashed it out, and um, that's that's the bottom line, I guess. So
2: this was this was this was a self inflicted, a self inflicted get. I, I think so. This was self inflicted.
1: So, Ping, if you're Mitch and Monster, do you give them another shot next year? I think they I know, do, man. I think they do. Is, hey, whatever. Twenty eight now, and on I the think bed. Monster
3: Life he is—he does have a championship. He won this year, and he nearly won this one. You know, I mean, he came yep. very close, led a lot of it, won a lot of heats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he doesn't, it won't be because he didn't win this title. Uh, I, I talked to someone over there on the team yesterday about just the whole situation, and he said, he has been." Um, really, really weird with Tickle. Like, yeah. you know, he's blown off test sessions if he finds out Tickle's going to be out there. Which, you don't blow off a test session when they set it up. It's like, you know, th- those guys are taking a full day to come out there and work with you. You don't blow it off. Um, he's been pitting out of the H&H truck. Did you know that? He's had his gear bag for the last two weekends over there, changing his gear. No, I didn't he doesn't know doesn't want to be in the truck with Tickle.
1: No. Uh, you know what? I have seen him there a few times, though, so that makes, po- that makes a good point.
3: So you know it's like his attitude has gotten sour and and it was like um, you know i said i said to this person who i'm just going to leave nameless but a key person on that team
1: well i got I, um, I got the other side so i'm going to we'll we'll debate this after i got the other side okay well we said i said
3: you know it seemed like as soon as he came back from the break his attitude was different he's been really good all year you know just like not not the handy that we kind of knew he's been sort of this new guy and uh, after once we came back at Seattle there was I caught a video clip somewhere of him being interviewed after the race after Seattle. Oh, I bet Tickle was real happy about that. You know, just like Yeah. Something old Hanny would say.
1: No, he took a shot at him in a dirt shark video and said he's been lucky. He he did a tour of the pro of the pro circuit semi and, and made made a joke about Tickle and a couple jokes at Tickle's expense. Uh and then there was a video somebody emailed me. A video where he was saying that Tickle needs to watch out for his chick or something. So
3: yeah, he, he's been you know just trying to, to get in his head, and it's it's just because he, he he realizes that you know Brock was getting closer and closer in the points, and, and he was losing momentum. You know, it, and this guy just said, yeah, it, it's it's more than just yeah. He goes, if he loses this title, it's not because of a hand. He said, it's it's his attitude
1: and his. Yeah, I you know. mean, he he wrote the Ian Treadle. Ride day, and 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 you know his hand was good enough for that. Um, he's really been pitting out of the H and A truck. That cannot go over well on a team that emphasizes team, right? No, and and you know I, I guess at the first at uh, Seattle
3: they went they they said no, you know get over here. You're not that's that's not how we do it. But then in Salt Lake, Mitch let him. You know Hanson went and talked to him again, and Mitch said, "All right, fine. You know if that." I think he was just trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. keep him as calm as he could, or whatever, you know, get him in the right mindset.
1: Yeah, didn't really help. Anyway. Well, I heard from different people that uh, Haney's out at the Supercross track, and Mitch calls him in and says, "Hey, you got to go to Glen Helen." And he's like, "What do you mean? I don't ride outdoors. We don't tickles riding outdoors. You got to go out to Glen Helen and go ride." And he loaded up, drove out to Glen Helen. And Tickle was there, and then they didn't even ride together. Tickle loaded up right when Hanny got there, and they left. So, the, the pro-Hanny people are saying that, you know, Mitch wants Tickle to win this, and he's sabotaging Hanny. Not sabotaging. Oh, that's, that's a little... That's not just... not sabotaging. That's too mm-hmm. harsh. But do you know what I mean? Hey, don't ride Supercross because Tickle's not riding Supercross. Tickle's riding out there. Dumb. That's dumb. Mitch is... One thing you can say about him, he, he's you know, a hard ass. He's a lot of things.
3: But he's very, very fair with people on that team. Mm-hmm. Very fair. He, you know, he, he would be a great story if Haney won. would be a great story for him. Right. he turned that guy's life around, you know?
1: He did, right.
3: So, he'd be happy for either one, you know? But Haney's probably the downside of his career more so than Brock. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, Nitch would have would would be uh, leaning
1: towards wanting Hanny to win it. What do you think, Wigant, of all this?
2: Yeah, okay, how is Hanny even in the situation of having a race team and a bike to race? It's because of Mitch, so why all of a sudden? It reminds yeah. me of that scene in Reservoir Dogs where the guy's trying to claim he got double-crossed, and you're saying, okay, so you're saying that a man that went to prison and did time for my dad and wouldn't admit the truth and he was willing to go to prison for that would all of a sudden turn his back now.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
2: Well, Haney was down in the dumps, had nothing going on, Mitch hooks him up. Now he would turn his back on him, like, that doesn't make any sense at all.
1: You know, a good friend of Haney once told me he can't help but be in the drama all the time. He loves it and he thrives in it, and it sounds like he's creating some of his own. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think he goes back. I mean, I don't know. He's fast. so Yeah,
2: if you're the team, unless they really end up having personal issues with him. Yeah, I
1: guess, like you said, Ping, if uh, Mitch... Mitch doesn't play the whole, you know, one guy bigger than the team thing. So, no, he, if they're Mitch really that, gets
3: sure. the team concept. So,
1: right. If if he comes
3: back, I wonder if they'd put him on a four fifty. Yeah, I
1: don't know. That's another. Yeah, whole I mean,
3: he, he gets a lot of heat for being that life lasts so long. Has he pointed out what's the point situation? I'm no,
1: no, he has no. not pointed out.
2: It's this strange scenario that we looked up. If he wins the title, he does have to leave, right?: Yeah, oddly. Uh, that the, the ch- You get one year to defend rule only now counts if you've raced in the class less than three years. Mm. I think that's how it works now. So if mm. Haney wins the title, he must move out. If he doesn't, he gets to stay. Um, I mean, if you're pro circuit. He's fast, he's good. I mean, there's no reason he couldn't say win the title next year, so why not give him a shot? Unless they have major personal issues by the time this is all done, I'd say they could bring him back. Why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, You know what's funny is they didn't show it on TV, but in effect, Sealy had the whole shot, Ping, in the second turn, and Haney came in and rode him out to the outside, which he didn't need to do, and Tomac slipped inside and took the lead. So, in effect, Hansen, you know, a little bit jacked himself because Seeley, I thought, do you agree, I thought Seeley was coming out of there with the lead.
2: Yeah, and I thought Seeley was not only coming out there with the lead, but the win, because he was riding so well, yes. and he crushed it in his heat race. He right. crushed it in Seattle. Once he had that start, I'm like, oh, that's it. He's, this guy's right. on a roll. But, so I could see why Handy might want to, you know, jack that momentum up. And it worked. Conceily so did not ride as well after that moment.
1: No, no, he did not. But then, unfortunately, that allowed Tomac to sneak by. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, did. I'm guess... not going to take umbrage and Henny for that, though. I understand. I
1: mean,
2: Conceley right, right. has proven if he gets out front on the first lap, it's done.
1: Hey, talking about uh, talking about Tomac, uh, I've interviewed him twice this year, and after Hangtown last year. And you know what? I like that kid. He seems like a good dude. Absolutely, Tomac. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that is. He's got some personality. He's funny. Dude cracks a little joke here and there. I think that is one of the coolest
3: families in the sport. If, if, uh, if you don't know, you know, yeah. John and Kathy that well. Just the coolest people. So down to earth. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I, you just can't help but pull form and, and be fans. So. Right. And talk about having. Just having, you know, you know, so much of being successful in this sport when you're young, is having putting the right people in place around you, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Something I never had at all and took me a long time to figure (laughs) out was, no, someone to train you right, someone to show you what to eat, you know, when to train, how to train. How how can you have a better person than John Tomac? You know, what that guy did on a mountain bike, he was a machine. He was, you know, one of the gnarliest gnarliest athletes ever in that sport. So he's your dad. Like,
1: (laughs) okay. And I don't know him uh, at, at all, Ping. But he's he's not a uh, he's not a typical mini dad like some of them that we know. No,
3: no, 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 no. Super, super mellow. I I made a joke about it in one of my uh, columns because I was sitting there when he got his first win in a, a booth with him.
1: Yeah, I think you talked about this on, a, on one of these shows, by the way, too. But yeah, go ahead. Well, that was his
3: first podium. Yeah, and he was super calm. And Kathy went running down, but he was just kind of John was kind of smiling, but just sat there the whole time and then got up. And Said, well, I better head down to the podium. <laughs> like walk well, yeah. It's just funny, but I was there for his first win, and it was the same thing. He just sat there. He'd do lap times. He's just doing lap times the whole time. Big grin when it's over. So yeah. I, I'm just a big fan of that whole family. So
1: Can, bigger than Kennard? or where this...
3: I don't know Kennard's family that well. I, I love Trey, but yeah, I, I don't know his mom all that well. She seems great, but
1: so where does, he, I, just, does I know the Tomex. So does Eli rank ahead of Trey Kennard? I don't
3: know. Maybe maybe we have a battle or
1: something. That's <laughs> uh, a shootout. Hey, uh, 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 Weege, It was good to see Ryan Morris win the heat. It was cool. Uh, I was really looking forward to seeing him do something in the main, but I don't know. Something happened and uh, didn't work out. But uh, uh, Mo, I think, officially pointed out this past weekend. Did
3: he really? Ooh.
1: Yep. You dun, dun, dun 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 <laughs> I should have went to the David Pinkery School of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Riding.
2: Man.
3: 124
1: points. Yeah, he points.
2: needed to develop a a cold in the pits real quick and get some shivers or
1: yeah. have
3: some breathing you know, problems.
2: Can,
3: you can come up lame on like the fifth lap of that main event if you're not in <laughs> intention for the win. <laughs> I'm just telling you.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it pushed him with 124 points. So I think was, that, was it wasn't 120 the the cutoff or something? We each, I don't know. These rules are.
2: Yeah, I think it's 120, and it depends on how many races. Right. I have a story about that with uh, I was talking to. Buddy Antonis, and we were doing a rain cross a couple weeks ago. Oh, here we go. They were coming down to San Jose, and Mike Hooker from Pro Circuit said, Hey, Budman, uh, you're like 10 points away from pointing out. Do you want to just let these last two rounds slide? I mean, McGrath's going to win the title. The team's cool. You'll still finish second in points. And he said, No, man, I want to beat McGrath in one of these races, and I'm going to kill it outdoors, and I'm going to get an awesome ride on a 250 next year. And they're like, Okay. (laughs) Uh, And he got second and San Jose rode good, rode all right in Vegas for crash, and then had a terrible summer. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he was, you know, out of a pickup truck. man, the, the privateer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. exactly yeah, the that's scen- how this can work sometimes. Exactly the scenario a young David Pingree saw himself in. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be over here with my Benz <laughs> and my 70 grand.
3: <laughs> um, I'll be under this factory awning eating turkey sandwiches and all the free Gatorade I can drink while you're uh, out there trying to scrounge up a knife to spread your peanut butter and jelly
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, another 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 graduate of the David Pingree school of uh, of non scoring points was a Brock Sellers also developing flu at mysterious times Ooh, that,
3: that might have been Epstein Barr he got
1: oh was that Epstein Bar? Barr okay. uh, might have been might have been um, um, but uh, hey uh, Kyle Cunningham rode well uh, and didn't crash
2: good nope for, didn't good. crash
1: Good for Kyle I'd, Cunningham.
2: I'll still throw him in. I mean, going into Vegas, he's another name that could potentially, you know, mix things up on points. There's a lot of fast guys there.
1: Who's jackhammering in the background? Not huh? me. I feel like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of noise going on in the background of these things. Uh, um, uh, Cunningham, didn't Cunningham get a fifth on a 450 two years ago?
2: He was awesome in Vegas, for sure. Right? Remember he actually... Mm. Millsaps' pants were falling down and he right. passed Millsaps. Maybe that was he last was year. There.
1: Then it was last year, I guess.
2: Last year, yeah. Yeah. He was
1: on Valley. Yeah, he was riding awesome. So uh, that, that could be something. Uh, Martin Davalos, 8th. Baker, 9th. Um, Bruce Rutherford, 15th. Straight from the astronaut school to the main event. Uh, <laughs> Astronauts find new work. I thought, he, I thought he had a law firm. No, he's an astronaut. Bruce Rutherford. Bruce P. Rutherford, the 3rd. Astronaut. A third? Oh, astronaut. Okay. Um, but uh, he
2: hosted the, the nightly action news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could do all those things. You're yeah. right. For so the name like that, what can't you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's, a, that's an excellent point. Um, so really, the, the, the battle comes to Tomac and Tickle, and uh, let's, let's do a quick roundtable here. Um, what happens in Vegas, Ping? Tell us what happens and who wins the title who wins uh, where does who wins who gets second where does tomac and tickle finish I'll tell you what mine is I'll get you guys started uh, cuz you guys both are stumped um, Cole Seely wins Eli Tomac gets second and Tickle gets third they tie in points Tomac wins Yeah I'll
3: go with that <laughs> I don't I don't know if I That's only if Seely gets the whole shot And that guy, it's funny, when he gets the whole shot, he wins. And if he doesn't, he can't finish on the podium. Really? All year. The only two podiums
1: have been his wins. Really? Oh, I need to go look. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, maybe. It's a weird weird role. Perhaps the corporate meetings at Facebook and Apple are dragging him down during the week. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) This.
2: When he got into the first turn in the lead, I'm sure Seagrass had to had a finger on the send button on the text. Yeah, yeah. And, oh,
3: call me, oh, call me. That's three. <laughs> call me.
2: That's three. That's
1: right. <laughs> um, so what happens, Weech? What 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 do you think?
2: Um, I, I think that scenario is pretty realistic, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised to see Tomac go out and win it. Um, yeah. Uh huh. um, I think right now you're looking at. <clears throat> Tickle might need a mistake where I think Tomac can control his own destiny. Does that, does that make sense? You know what I mean by that. Like, I don't, I don't know if I see Tickle just going out there and straight up smoking everybody, but I could see Tomac doing that.
1: Right, right, so, right.
2: I guess that's what we're saying, where we see Tickle on the points lead, but Tomac with the
1: um, momentum. Or what about Haney winning? You know, I mean, come out and just be like, "Hey, f you guys, uh, you don't know what I've been yeah. through. I'm going to win."
2: No, I, 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 that's totally believable. Plus, he's—I would think he. would that track kind of favors his style, Ooh, I think.
1: What if Hanny's in the lead, Tickle's in second, he oh. pulls over, Tickle gets Ooh. first. What if Hanny doesn't pull over? Oh, my God, the mind boggles with all the scenarios that could happen.
2: Right? You know, uh, I think I think Mitch and the Pro Circuit team tried to avoid that. I think they know they took some heat for the the Mike Brown scenario way back in 05 where they were accused of sabotaging Brown's bike and how the Alessis claim that, Mitch tried to get in his head at Glen Helen even though Alessio was down by twenty points going into the finale anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, at last year going into Pala, there were all these scenarios of well who could get in between Kennard and Torcell? There's no way these teammates are gonna be well, lo and behold, yeah Wilson and Rattray were gone. They weren't pulling over for anybody. Yeah. So I don't think I don't I I don't think they want to play it that way.
1: Right. Okay.
2: I
3: think it's, got really, it's got to really be a, a situation like that where Hanny's leading, Brock second, like a clear second. Eli's clearly back in third. That's clearly how it's going to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, not Eli all over Tomac. Hanny lets them both go by. It's like.
1: Eli all over Tomac?
3: If, if Eli was like <laughs> in third, the all, way it's written. all over Tickle, sorry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A chance Eli would get Tickle or something, I think they'd just let it go, but. If it was staggered just like that. Right. I it wouldn't shock me at all to see a pit board come out and go, you know, let Brock buy.
1: <laughs> <the, laughs> oh, oh, good one. Um oh. uh, uh, what about so after the and we all agree that Barsha's got the East, right? I mean, he's twenty twenty yeah. up. He 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 should he should have no problem with that. Possibility that Mitch gets shut out of the supercross for the first time in a while. Um uh so the shootout after that. How many, how many guys? You guys think like all the title contenders. You think they line up? I don't think so. I think they beg out. I think they. You know, I think if you win the title, you're in it. But if you, if you're a tickle and you lose it, or if you're Wilson, you're just like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to do the ten laps. There's nothing on the line. Uh, do you see that happening? It's, thing? it's only ten laps. It's ten laps. Hmm. Um. No, I think they do it. Do you think everybody does it? Just like normal.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know it seems like that in theory, but yeah, you know, your team is there. <laughs> you still have to represent your sponsors and your team, and uh-huh. uh, there's still a lot of money and prestige on the line. If those guys think they've got any chance of winning or podium, they're going to line up. What do you think,
2: Wee? I don't see him. Yeah, begging out. I don't see him begging out. I can see the guys maybe not riding as hard as they maybe would have in years past, but. Mm-hmm. um It was an interesting scenario. I was talking to uh, the pro circuit guys, and the purse money is paid in the two main events for the series. There is no uh, purse money for the – or, sorry, the purse money is paid in the shootout, but the teams are paying their bonuses in the main events. And now we all know that the purse money is dwarfed by the manufacturer's bonus. So the real money is on the line in the main events. Right. You know.
3: Well, isn't there, and I don't know what it is this year, isn't there usually like a, a
2: big bonus to win it or a truck? It's there isn't the a the problem. There isn't a truck on the line. If a truck was on the line, this conversation would be totally different because you got a $30,000, mm. 40000 truck to win. But now you've got nothing more than what the purse pays, which is what?
1: Hold on, on. Grand? hold on. You're saying? I
2: think it's like, two, not even, yeah, two grand.
3: maybe you are 2, saying there's,
1: there's no purse for the main events? No bonuses from the manufacturers. No. Yeah. no. Oh. No, you're pay weeds, you're saying there's no purse for the main events. That's,
2: that, that's what I've heard.
1: No, that's no, no no. that can't be. true. Uh,
2: okay, no, you're right, you're right. Perhaps there is a purse for both, but only bonuses. So you're basically looking at yeah, because, like, winning it, the main event it, pays your but, two grand purse and your say $30,000 bonus. Right, We're winning the shootout only pays a two grand purse, so either way you slice it there's a massive difference.
1: Yeah, the, the in money the, the
2: agents should, have been hearing the main events, not the shootout Yeah, the agent the shootout has the big dangling carrot.
1: The agents have been hitting up the managers to see, like, hey, do we get, bon- you know, manufacturers bonuses for this East-West thing? And, yeah, they were told, and, no.
2: And there's no, right.
1: Um, because I can't Which see,
3: you, like... You, you can't expect the manufacturers to, you know, when they set their budgets, I don't know, you're going to throw another whole other race on top of what they're already doing? Yeah. I don't, I don't, you can see how that's realistic.
1: Yeah, no, I, absolutely, I agree. I, there's got to be purse, though. Like, like there, you know, if you're Bruce Rutherford, you know, only, there's only nine, only nine go to the shootout. You know, nine out of each main event go to the
0: shootout. No,
2: you're right. I I so, spoke there. The difference is that there's only the person one. Yeah, they each have a purse, but one only has the purse. So, so mm-hmm. throw in the the heartbreak. I mean, how much motivation are you going to have either way? If you're champ, you want to party. Yeah, the pressure's off. If you lost, you're heartbroken. I mean, I just
1: yeah. That's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, how I don't think there's a full gate. I think there's some dudes that just like you know what? I tweaked the knee. I'm out. <sighs> really? I don't know. Maybe not. You guys both think I'm crazy, maybe. so maybe I am. Yeah.
3: Mm. Mm. yeah. <laughs> well, well I, I, it's in the past. Historically, most guys race it, but historically, there has been either a big check or a truck or a trailer. You know, there's always something. Right. think it a Weekend Warrior to like. There's always something good at that race.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: The economy sucks that bad. We can't get a truck or a trailer.
1: A night out with yeah. J Law. Whatever. Something. Yeah. Something. Um, wow. What? Free tickets to Kenny Watson's after party. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, we. Did you see. Did you see Blows take out Alessi? No. I didn't no, see dude, it. I wish
2: I had known that happened because I. Yeah. I called Blows on Sunday just asked him about his racing and he didn't call me back till like last night and I was pressed in her deadline and I was like, "Oh, I'll just call him back today." So now I wish I had talked to him before this. Yeah, I well, that
1: happened. his team manager didn't see it either. So nobody saw right. it, but uh, I was wondering, yeah, if you if you got a if you had a glimpse of it.
2: Okay, so the team manager has only one rider racing now.
1: He said he watched Chad Reed every lap. <laughs> That's what he said last night on the show.
2: Oh, well then again, I had to go over to the pits to do uh a radio interview on the Speed Freak show, and they were doing it in the Hart and Huntington Pits. Yeah. And they were interviewing Watson while 450 practice was going on.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and Watson says that Speed Freaks made him an offer to do his own show. And he, oh. And he's seriously considering it. So you have to up the ante. I, I guess. I don't know. I, you know, you just never know with that guy. Um, yeah. Good luck, Kenny. Um, Anyways, uh, what else caught your eye, uh, Weed? Anything else? Anything else?
2: Um, one more thing, I was just going to say about uh, uh, Tomac yep. was uh, I feel like he was ready. He was entirely ready for that from Hanson, um, which I really give credit. I mean, it's like he wasn't ready for it a couple of races or a couple of months ago, right? When when Haney did it to him, I, I feel like they knew going in. Okay, I got the lead. Hanson's right behind me, and here we go. I know he's going to run it in on me in every corner, and I'm going to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And as a rookie, I know it seems easy to just know Hanny's gonna do that, but to actually execute it and, and handle it
1: and think about it. Really yeah. Impressive. yeah. Well the 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 pass, I watched the pass, the attempted pass by Hanny. He had, I think, very little chance of pulling that off. Right? I mean, he came in not even at the clutch cover like what Ping was saying, he came in at the rear wheel almost.
2: Yeah, but I think I think Tomac leaned in, like Tomac even said, "Yeah, you know, I knew it was coming, I leaned in on him a little bit. It wasn't, he knew what was coming, he had the eyes in the back of his head, and it's the first time he's ever been in this, like, championship-type scenario, right? And Mm -hmm. he performed about as well as he could.
1: Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, Funny funny thing, Tommy Hahn uh, got eighth, he's had a couple good races in the row, um, you know, just outside that main pack. And he told me uh, that he hasn't ridden Supercross in, like, yeah. a month and a half, two months. His track's all rain-rutted and all done, and he's just been getting... His Supercross season's gone so shitty that he's just uh, riding outdoors now. So funny how when you just give up on it and you're just riding outdoors, all of a sudden you ride better. Hey, Ping? Like, weird?
3: Well, I, I think a lot of that goes back to just, you know, he's not feeling the pressure. He's taking the yeah. pressure off himself. It's yeah. Like like, who, who cares? I'm just going to go, you know, ride. And then... You ride like you can ride, and you do better.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, you know, if you if you look at Brock Tickle's riding from A one to now, he's going slower. Yeah, yeah. So as the pressure is mounted, he slowed, and that sucks. You know, I mean, it's it's tough to tough to beat that or like you know not let that pressure get you, but it's too bad. You can't. Uh,
2: you don't know what he's been through. You don't, know, <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't need to hear it. Seriously, he need to hear it from you.
1: Those people that uh, there's just why, why is
2: that not allowed? Why is that only apply to Hanson? I don't know. Uh, we should. He doesn't. You don't know what tickles been through. He's been
1: through a lot of personal stuff, man. He doesn't know <laughs> yeah, what he's you doing, don't man. He need to hear it, dude. What personal stuff is what I want to know? Like, well, I think fin- financially he's in a he's a wreck, and I think. So. You know, I think okay, that, self-inflicted.
3: I mean, well, that guy's appa- made more money than I'll make in the next decade.
1: Well, apparently it, he got embezzled, and a chick took it all.
3: Well, when
1: you shack up with a freaking, you know, centerfold. Right. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just self-inflicted. saying. Right. Right. That's what I. I brought up self-inflicted last night, and I was told no, it's not self-inflicted. I mean, I heard from one of his agents that he was spending $30,000 a night in Hollywood clubs. They were getting his credit card bills. And, again, I just wonder. You know, you don't know, man. You don't know what he's been through. Sounds like he's had a freaking hell of a good time. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Um, all right. Well, uh, time, for, time in the show to uh, wrap things up. But first, we need a JGR MX update from Jason Wygant.
2: And they had uh, great food there yesterday too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was r- really good. They bring catered stuff on Monday, so of course, no surprise. That's the day I end up hopping. Yeah, hopping over there. You won't see me over there on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's for sure. And did
1: you see any riders when you were there?
2: No, but I did ask. I, oh no, they're, well, this week their riders are in California. I mean, oh, that's yeah, that's pretty much standard. You know, stay on the West Coast, right? Because Vegas is coming up. But uh, yeah. and they're working on it. They're building a new track and. So they've shut their Supercross track down for the year and are working on a new one. Um, But I did ask, and I think the Silly Season stuff started to heat up, and and Jay bone said they're, you know, the team has kind of resisted the urge to go after an absolute big hitter so far. Uh And I think when the team first started years ago, everyone thought they were immediately going to do that. Um, He said, you know, they're talking more than ever um, about going that direction.
1: Going for Well, the only big guy up is Dungy, so they must be leaning that way. Maybe. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, I guess at least trying it. And they did say, you know, that they're not gonna let the it would be dumb to let the North Carolina thing be a hang up, you know. If you're a guy who's got a program that obviously
1: works. Right. Yeah.
2: You know, they're not gonna rip you out of that.
1: Uh and in, in that news too, uh Dungey and his longtime agent, uh, Tony Garcia split up. So yeah. that's interesting. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. The, uh, yeah. Huh. Gardia is one of the good ones, for sure. Good guy. Solid, yeah. you know? So, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, things happen. But uh yep. looks like uh, Dungy will either have a new representative or do it himself. I imagine he's got to hire somebody. He's he's at that level where he needs a guy. So, you know, or maybe so, Seacrest. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Can you can imagine? You imagine? <laughs> can you imagine the press
3: releases? <laughs> good oh, God. Can you, can you imagine the meetings with Donald Trump in
1: corporate America? <laughs> Exactly. Target
2: and Nike, he would dwarf Target and Nike. Who are these fly by Nike? Who, who uh, are these well, companies? Target Nike <laughs> Anybody can go get Target and Nike. <laughs> uh, I hope um, he, oh. Hey, speaking of that, uh, one of the best dramas all day was actually the signing of Christophe Orcel that took place during the day
1: on right. Saturday. Yeah.
2: Within like an eight-hour span, it went from maybe... To looking good, to we now have ink, we have blood on a contract by, by the time like 11 o'clock rolled around.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's Very uh, strange we how had, that worked turned we out. Had, we had DV on the show last night talking a little bit about it, and we were asking him what he thinks he could do, what, what, where is he looking to finish, how, how do you see this playing out, and he said, all you guys, you just, just sit there, drink your coffee, and wait for the race. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, well, I'll just fold the show. I'll fold this whole show up then, uh, <laughs> you know, because he just didn't want to talk about it. But um, I talked to I this talked to coffee. We're we're not at a
3: cafe in France here. What yeah. are you talking about?
1: I talked to the uh, owner of Motoconcepts Concepts yesterday. He called me up and uh, told me a little bit about it. The initial offer, Porcel wanted three hundred thousand dollars to do nationals, and uh, and they, they met somewhere down below that, quite a ways, but. Uh, I mean, whatever, good for, good for Moto Concepts. You know, DV and the owner told me that they, they believe the perception is, and I don't know how much time you guys have to, to talk about this, but uh, they believe the perception is they can't handle somebody like that, and they, this is it. They're rolling the dice. They, they want to show other riders and the industry that they can handle a top, top-level rider like Christophe Purcell. So they're All right. gambling. It'll
0: pay
3: off. He's a good rider. He'll, he'll test till the bike is right, and he'll, he'll right. do well. We'll make them look good. Look at look at BT last year. We came from a supermoto team to a team that, you know, barely could get in the top ten, mm-hmm. and then some top fours with Chris Blow in '09, and then but, all of a sudden we got a guy who's podium podium on the 450 national class, almost wins motos.
1: Did you feel like your whole team uh, stepped it up just because of that one guy, like the attitude? And, and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to. Yeah,
3: it, it's like it forces you to okay. You know, we may not be ready for this, or or think we are. You know, maybe not be sure. But it's like, okay, he's you know Ben's going to be here at this date. We have to have a bike ready to go. We have to have everything lined up.
1: Right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
3: So we we, and and the guy we put with him, man, he worked his butt off and. Right. Yeah, he stepped up huge. That's what you have to do. And and thankfully for us, you know, with Pro Circuit being a sponsor, you knew we knew we had Mitch and Bones behind us. So that was sort of like a safety net. Like if we got stuck on something. We could just go to them and go, oh, let's go talk to Mason Bones, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what DV's got in place there. Maybe it's – I'm sure he's got an agreement with Yamaha that, hey, we're, we might need some help here. Right, right. Can we count on you guys if, if he's not happy with something?
1: He's,
3: yeah. I'm sure David's done it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. I think so. But I will say this, and, and it's fine because he's a free agent. It was all about the money. That's the bottom line. From what I gather from talking to everybody, he's a free agent. He went with the with the team that offered him the most money. Now, his agent's probably not going to like to hear that, and Kristoff's always, you know, kind of denied that, but that's what happened. And that's fine. I got no problems with that. Let's just be honest, though. Right, Weech?
2: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I think you said it uh, last week in Racerhead. You know, the the big thing was that we thought this was going to end up being a somewhat Mitch, Pro, Mitch Payton-backed effort. Mm-hmm. And Mitch was going to do it if that was necessary, but in the end they get a better offer, so they, they left. Yeah, there's nothing. There isn't anything wrong. Anything wrong? With it is the goal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyone listening to this that would complain about it, as we say, you would all do the same thing. If a, if one job was offering twice as much as another,
0: yeah,
2: you probably do but, it.
1: But people um, get their backs up, specifically as agent, when you suggest this.
2: Yeah, that uh, that uh, you said it was some massive conspiracy. I don't know how that. Do you guys think that it's –
3: I I tend to look at it a couple of ways. Either I look at it like, you know, he's that confident in his skills that he can get it done on any bike, doesn't matter. Do you know what I'm saying? Or I look at it, man, that's just kind of greedy. Like, why wouldn't you go with the best team and, you know, try to earn – you know, put yourself in the best position to, you know, win, wherever that happens to be, for however much money that happens to be.
1: Well, in talking to to Valley about the deal – you know, he rode the Geico bike, and then he rode the Valley bike. He rode the Valley bike for, like, three hours. He rode the Geico bike for, like, eight. And he really liked the Yamaha. You know, it's kind of a black or white bike, and, uh, and you either like it or you don't. And he really liked the Valley Yamaha. So then he was set on the Yamaha, so doing the deal with Moto Concepts was, was fine because he liked the Yamaha. So, um, but uh, uh, the only thing I don't like a little bit is if you're Tommy Hahn or Chisholm, You're like, wait a minute, this dude doesn't got to wear our gear, our helmets, you know, our stuff? Wait a minute, huh? What? A little bit of that, but whatever. I mean, different rules for different people, I guess. Jimmy Johnson of the Dallas Cowboys used to say, like, you know, there's rules for Emmitt Smith and then there's rules for a third stringer. So, Yeah. You know. Um,
3: That stuff goes on. uh, Even Mitch, Mitch, who is the hardest-headed guy when it comes to that, he's buckled a few times. Ricky and Pashawn both had their own gear deals.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I talked to Mitch about it, and he gave me a pretty political answer. I spoke to somebody close to him and said, you know, I think Mitch just gave me a real political answer. I think he's really pissed <laughs> about this. And, uh, and they said, he's not pissed with Kristoff. He's not pissed with Kristoff. Or at Kristoff. He's pissed at someone else. So, take that for what it's worth. But,
3: Super agent?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, is, it does seem weird. I mean, Mitch paid him. When he was laying in a hospital bed, you know, almost not able to walk, and I think Mitch feels like a little bit of loyalty needed to be there. But hey, whatever, it's business.
2: Wait, wait, wait! I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Mitch doesn't have a Mitch doesn't even have a four hundred and fifty t- team. I know, I was, but it, if Mitch had a team, right. like an established pro circuit four hundred and fifty team, and offered him a whole bunch of money, and then he went to somebody else, I could see how someone like Mitch would be like, "Hey, where's the loyalty?" Right. But in reality, it was like Mitch was just. Hey, dude, I'm going to try to help you any way I can. I can't do that much, but I'll try to give right. you anything I can. But parts.
1: It's really boils down to parts. I'll give you parts.
2: That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's not like Mitch offered him the world. He was like, hey, dude, I got your back if you need it. But I. But if a better offer comes along, I mean, could right. you really – wasn't offering him everything on earth. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But um, if you're saying that, that they came down quite a bit from 300, which 300 is like almost laughable for just nationals. Yeah. Um, You know, how low could Geico's offer have been?
1: I, you know, I, Geico, I, I know what Geico's you know, offer you know was. You know you're on a bike right there that... I know what Geico's offer a, was. Hey, Mitch is helping. Oh, I guess you want to hear it, I guess. You know, that that bike... You're hold just, on. You're just going to keep bike, talking. You're just going to keep talking. You don't even want to hear that it.
3: That bike won races last year with Medi, right? I mean, that bike's competitive. Oh, ran out of, It
1: actually ran out of gas as it was winning races. <laughs> okay, well, it's <laughs> capable. <laughs> If it can maintain enough fuel. If fuel if fuel is in the bike, <laughs> it's proven it can win. Anyway, go ahead. with your I can't believe Guy gopped at the bit. Well, I'm just saying I know what the offer was. The offer was uh basically bonuses only, uh twenty five grand to win, uh top four, five bonuses all the way down. And uh, you know, if he got if he finished top five all the time he'd make probably about a hundred grand, um, one hundred and fifty grand in uh in bonuses. And then, of course, he kept his gear deal and his helmet deal. So that was that.
3: And he gets the the to keep his Concepts gear and he helmet deal at, uh, well. at Moto Concepts? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. He gets at the Moto Concepts deal, apparently, he has access to the, the same Yamaha bonus program that, um, you know, Stuart and any other guys would have, which he, was more than the Geico bonus, too.
1: Yes, it was. And then also, too, Moto Concepts is paying him a bonus. Moto Concepts itself is paying him a bonuses.
3: So it's probably significant, and that's he yeah. can't argue that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the Valley team was 65 to win, as opposed to 25. Yeah. It was 65. Wow. So, um, yeah, they were going to all insure, you know, and everything else. You know how that works. So, yeah. Um, um,
2: yeah. One other thing to think about with him in this situation is, this guy's already seen the other side of it. I mean, he was already out of racing, essentially, in a hospital, in a wheelchair. Maybe that just changes your senses of risk versus reward. And the idea of going racing for free... I think he's already proven it. He's not going to do it. I don't know if it's because of that injury in the past, but I wouldn't be surprised if that is why he's not going to ride for bonuses only.
1: Right. Yeah, more power to him. He's a free agent. So in other sports, uh, we say, uh, you know, good luck on getting that huge free agent contract. And and guys do it, and we just – life goes on. So um, he did the Um, same thing.
2: And to bring that full circle for the the Troy Lee team there, does, Chad Reed was testing with that team, and there was a chance Chad Reed was going to ride for that team, and there was a chance Chad Reed could win the title this year. Ping, is there any way Reed was testing with that team if they hadn't established themselves with Townley last summer? Uh, you'd have to think no, right? I mean, right. right. It, it, so, ben at least went out and proved that that bike could
3: run at the front, you know, and that and the, while it wasn't perfect, the team the clown, definitely...
0: Yeah,
1: the clown manager held it together somehow. <laughs>
3: Uh, I, I, one thing I like about Christoph going to Moto Concepts, I love to see satellite teams like that making themselves, you know, becoming big players. I think it's, yeah, I think it's good. It's good for the sport, you know. You, it's gonna elevate the level of that team, the level that they operate at. They're gonna see probably some weird things out of Christoph too. But like also how a guy like that, <laughs> what his expectations are, how you know what I mean. Right. So. I think it's good. You know, I think the Troy Lee team learned a lot from having Ben there. Like Ben is as particular as they come about his stuff and about how things are. And you know, mm-hmm. I think when you go from taking young kids who are just so grateful to have a ride, they're yes men, you know, to whatever you want to do, right. to a guy who's his only focus is winning, and he's pissed if he's second or third. It's just a different mindset, and you get to see, you know, it takes it to another level for for the team as well.
1: Real, uh, yeah, I was really surprised to see Townley too. He's been hurt lately. It's really, really, kind of surprising. All right. Um, no, I, I felt I feel for him. He's having a tough go back at the GPs. Uh, probably not going the way he wanted to. Um, How will
3: he do? You think he'll do good once he pulls it back together here end of the no, year?
1: No. No. I mean, you got to. He's just he's behind the eight ball the whole year. You know, he's just going to constantly yeah. be coming back, coming back, coming back. We had Ken Roxon on the show last night. He said it was an, a really bad decision, he thought, uh, for Ben to come back at the deep sand track. He was wondering oh, what, yeah. what was going on with that decision. Um, uh, and this is from a 17-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even a 17-year-old.
3: gnarly. Like, I, I think right. no one, like even myself, just going off of what people have said who actually walked on that sand, they're like, you just don't get it. It's, it's not Southwick. It's not like yeah. anything you've ever seen here. It's the deepest, most bottomless sand ever.
1: I am I am looking, getting back to Purcell. I'm looking forward. Last night, DV told us that his mechanic is going to be a young Norwegian guy the team has working for it. So, oh, jeez. A uh, Norwegian mechanic with Purcell, South African Brent yelling and screaming, and French DV should be very interesting. I'm looking forward to that mix. Mm.
2: One awesome drama there is when I talked to DV about this Saturday morning, he said, First of all, there already had been some drama between those two.
1: There has been on and off again, yeah.
2: Yeah, because of uh, what Porcel said or didn't say.
1: But in even before it was in a
2: French magazine. But even before that, we did ch- in our magazine.
1: But even before um, that, we when, when 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 DV came out. Remember, DV came out last summer and or two summers ago, and worked with Porcel. They got in a big fight, and DV quit talking to him for a while. Like they. <laughs> They have, like, right. it's like so, a, it's like a he Mexican soap Saturday opera. That he
2: thinks one of the big things that convinced Kristoff to come is that, you know, he knows I can work with him on the riding and work with him on the bikes. And I'm not sure if that is actually considered a positive, at least from Porcel's standpoint. You know, I'm not saying, I mean, obviously, Vilma had a great career and has won a lot of races. Right. But some of these dudes are stubborn, and I could see that doing more harm than good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm interested. Like like Just as a fan of the sport, this is a cool thing. Like Pink said, it's cool to see a team step up and do this. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, Weege. Uh, I heard through the grapevine that uh, even though he called me yesterday, Mike Genova, I heard through the grapevine he was really pissed at me for some of that stuff that I was writing about that. Did did you get a sense of that before I walked up there?
2: No, not at all. Oh, okay. Fact, I didn't understand why the guy honestly was volunteering as much as he did. It wasn't like he was...
1: Yeah. He
2: no, no, okay. I did he had no reason to come and give me any information, but he did. Right, so he was okay. really hypersensitive to this stuff getting out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just heard that, but I, I guess, yeah, I wasn't sure. And then he called me yesterday, so I thought, oh, shit, but then it was good, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. I did ask him, I said, hey, where does this, you know, this whole idea of your team elevating itself and all this stuff, and he just said, hey, you're going to lose, if you have James Stewart on your team, you're going to lose money. If you have top ten guys on your team, you're going to lose money. Yeah. So, <laughs> might as well go for it. <laughs>
3: So, yeah. As long as we're coming up with good sayings, what's the saying? The best way to make a million dollars on a race team
2: is to start with two million.
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think because <laughs> so. it all
2: elevates. Yeah. You know, you can get more money from all the sponsors, but then that just goes to the rider anyway. Right. You know, so it all ends up about the same.
1: So, so hey. where does he finish this summer? And we'll do a Nationals uh, preview show, but where does he finish this summer? Why, Gant?
2: Oh, it's so hard to say because I think one thing that doesn't even get brought up in any of this is. Some of these health issues are still not proven to be resolved. Now, they might be resolved now. I hear they are. they were supposed yeah. to be resolved last year.
1: Good point. Yep.
2: They were not resolved last year. Right. Um, clearly, second motives were an issue. So, without knowing where he's at with that, I mean, that's going to make a major impact.
1: Right. I don't, think we're seeing, I don't think we're seeing Reed or Stewart outdoors, by the way, FYI. Really? No, I don't think so. No chance Damn. of that. I don't think so.
2: Hunch so, or what you're hearing?
1: No, that's what I'm hearing, yeah. Really? Reed says he'll know by Thursday. This Thursday, yeah, on whether he's doing the outdoors because he wants to announce it at the press conference one way or another, yep, in Vegas, so and I, I, don't, I don't think it's working out with Stewie his uh his Twitter the other day was was not indicative of cU see outdoors, so uh, yeah, all right, guys, uh, anything else, uh, anything else we got going on, or is that it, or are we wrapping up?
2: I'm good, pretty much it. I just and I really literally just mean that I am actually good.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. it well, out there. Uh, fantastic. Um, so we'll do this uh, next week after uh, Vegas, and uh, we will talk and wrap up the Supercross season and go from there. This has been the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Show. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Ping. Yes, sir. Thank you, Weej. Thank you. Bye.
0: This has been the BTO sports.com podcast show brought to you by racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends, such as the beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw.
2: It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give a hundred percent, I'm not going to take your money.
3: The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me. Just, thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, raw
1: machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did.
3: Go Circuits, Mitch Payton.
2: The O
3: Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do.
0: Search Pulpa MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know I'm this die. You know I've got to be of the Give me been Another reason not to fear the sky. You're not tonight.